wait a minute. You know, uh, he's right about that. Like, well, they're circuit riders. <laughs> That's the term for them. And it's also a sign of an, a, a mature, spiritually mature, emotionally mature, enlightened leader to discern the difference. And not only to discern the difference, but to do so with reverence for you. With you in consideration of the choices he makes and of the decisions he makes and who he opens these doors to and who he offers this platform to. So I hope you can be aware, greatly aware, of the leader that you have in this one and in this one. around. Look at what's happening in churches across the nation and across the world. Look at the decline. Look at the demise. Look at the shrinkage. Look at the conflict. Just look at what's there in the world of church currently. And look at what you've got here at this Columbine Spiritual Center and the vitality and the vibrancy and the opposite of that. Like you're cooking on all four burners. Like in a vital, vital um, beam of light, not only for our movement, unity as a movement, but as for new thought in the 125 years that our message is still a baby message. And what it represents for the transformation of the planet and for humanity and the roles that we play taking, um, answering the call to that yes. So God bless you, Sue and Scott, for what you do here, and this board and all of your leaders. So, yeah. so now, and remember, they're here to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comforted. <laughs> and so am I. So that is the calling. And a few people after the 9 o'clock services, they went through the line went, oh, you disturbed me, lady. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> That's my job. That's my role. So today I stand here like in such honor. The mission for my own life, the vision for my own life is to serve those who serve. So I'm here on purpose. And I believe you are too. You could be anywhere in the world today, literally, and you're here. So you've been assigned here. You've been appointed here. So you can either be really irritated and frustrated about that or surrendered to that. And it means the world that you would tell me because I want our message out in the world. So I have given permission for everything that comes through this to be recorded and to be duplicated and to be given away and posted on websites and put in newsletters and email to people, the opposite of copywriting. So I want a clear recording. So I would love that you would 
bring that out. So think about then, if we're here on appointment, what role do you have in that appointment? If you're on assignment, one you didn't even get to be consulted about, one you don't even get to vote on, where does it leave you if you're on assignment? So let's let this ego Rachel spoke about express a little. This is your chance for your theater. So raise your right hand, put it right on your forehead, and let it be offended. <laughs> oh! Now get a sense of being in a situation or two like that and what it would be like if you could no longer be offended. If it had left you. Like you literally cannot be offended. What would that be like? Answer it out loud. Freedom. Freedom. Get a sense of it. What else? More peaceful? Presence. Relief. Relief. Acceptance. More loving. Like, I don't have to love the burnt toast. I don't even have to like it. And I don't have to be a victim to it either. In that lies liberation. I may never love what is. I don't even like what is most of the time. However, I'm not a victim to what is very much. And when I am, it's a quicker return. So when I check into Hell Hotel, I can most often remember I have the key. And I can check out as soon as I'm willing to. But isn't it alluring to check in? We say we don't like drama. That ain't so. <laughs> that ain't so. We love drama. What would you talk about if you didn't talk about who's offended you? What would you talk about if you didn't talk about what didn't go right this week? 
he can answer it, you know. I said at 9 o'clock, it's like we're going to have a tombstone when we die. Tombstone, Martha Creek's tombstone. Here lies Martha. She had issues. <laughs> Here lies Martha. She had dramas. Here lies Martha. She had complaints. So what happens to your spirit when you think about that going on your headstone? What does that do for your luminosity dial? When you think about that's how you'll be remembered. What'd that do to your spirit? Give voice to it. Say it out loud. When you think about being referred to as the one with issues, complaints, dramas. I can see your faces, remember. <laughs> Dampened, diminished, shrink, small. So who's going to decide? With all the allure to complain, all the allure to have issues, all the allure to have dramas, all the allure for the offense? Or surrender to the way of it? You don't have to love the way of it or like the way of it or condone the way of it or say the way of it is right. You just don't have to resist it and be at war with it either. So it's the resistance that's causing the suffering. The resistance that's causing the pain, not the incidence itself, not the situation. Our offense is causing our suffering, our taking offense to things. So imagine now when you get ready to leave today, there is a flat tire on your car. Isn't that exciting? And what's it like when someone says, that's a blessing? <laughs> or they say, it's all good. Because you're internally doing what? You know, like, <laughs> not even just internally, but externally. Saying, like, we don't want to hear it's a blessing when we're in it. Now, what would this aspect call it? When it sees a flat tire, what does it call it? I'm a victim to something. What does it call the flat tire? Awful. It awfulizes. What else? It's negative. This is tragic. This is an inconvenience for my important schedule. I didn't even get consulted. After all I've done for God, <laughs> it gets funnier and funnier. Then, so what experience did you just create for yourself calling it awful? Basic unity. You call it awful, what do you experience? Who created that? Now did you create the flat tire all together? 
No, this is a basic misunderstanding of new thought. If you had the power to create a flat tire, you'd have the power to uncreate it. And if you have that power, stay around because we're going to plan your ascension. <laughs> and I've been waiting a long time for this. So we call it whatever we name it becomes our experience. So what if you just called it what it is? What would that be like? What would you call a flat tire, for example? A flat tire. You're quick. Now, how would you experience it if you called it a flat tire? More neutral. Less jacked up. Less victimized. Then what could an open mind do in relationship to a flat tire? Think. <laughs> Create. Collaborate. Innovate. Hey, who's got a tire that's inflated? Who's got a cell phone? Who's got AAA? Who's got a jack? Like you'd be about getting the tire inflated. Then eventually, so see the difference of surrender in that situation? Of not surrendering? What it creates? Then of surrendered? Options. Options. Resistance? Blind as a bat. No options. <sighs> Woe is me. Then what will we talk about the rest of the week? This is how we're in service to humanity. Tell everybody I know about how unfortunate I was on Sunday. Versus how else could we serve humanity? What would you become a teacher of in that moment to live in a surrendered state to what is? You don't have to love it, don't have to like it, don't have to prefer it. Just this is what is. I'm going to call what is what is. And then I hold the power to say, how am I going to relate to this? How am I going to relate to this flat tire? All the power in the universe is there. And guess who it's up to to exercise that power? The folks that were at the workshop yesterday are pointing to themselves. This is good news. So at any time, I can choose again. So even if it's coming in, do you see how she looked at you? They didn't invite you. They don't include you. She thinks she's really something. So all that allure to go into that versus a little practice in these small groups you're in are fantastic for that. To get a little spiritual practice at observing this and having a circuit breaker of some sort in, in place. 
Like, no, that leads to a hell hotel. I've been. Took a picture, got a shirt. <laughs> now, what's another option for me? More pain? A little easier time of it. One hurts. One hurts less. So there is another option for me. Always another option for me. So turn to someone sitting by you and tell them, there's another option for me. There is another option for me. This is really good news. This is a quote from Ken Keyes. Anybody know that? Handbook for Higher Consciousness. More suffering comes in the world by people taking offense than by people intending to give offense. Victims are very violent people. The offended ones feel the need to offend back those who think have offended them, creating defensiveness on the part of the presumed offender, which often becomes the new offensive. Ad infinitum. So if you want to be in service to humanity, drop taking offense to anything, anytime, anyway, anyhow. To create a world that we sing about, pray about, and claim we want to be a part of. So it's not just a theory of creating that, We'll actually be in motion to do that by simply dropping, taking offense. Does this sound easy? So imagine somebody across from you giving you the look. You know the look, the one that bristles you. Yeah, if you're in a relationship, it's that one. That's why you're in a relationship. So now imagine being in that look and it having no effect on you. So they're not different. They're the same knucklehead. Their look's the same. Their offense is the same. What's different is you. What would that be like? Relieved. What else would it be like? More peaceful. Calmer. What else? Enabling. Well, what's on the other side of enabling? It's their responsibility. You'd be clear about where you begin and end and where they begin and end. So who's responsible for the look on their face? All together? They are. So whose business is that look? Whose business is how I relate to that look? And repeat. 
So one of the practices from this work is to mind your own business. You're welcome. <laughs> so isn't it alluring to mind theirs? Because that's what we do. And this, all the stress we feel is a result of us leaving ourselves. So we go over there to run their lives. There's no one here for this one. The only one you have. The only one you'll ever have. Then our energy spent trying to control a projection instead of working at the projector level. This is cause. This is creator. So I can work here if I don't like how the projection looks I can work here. This is good news. Good news today. Will you put up our um, quotes? So keep with this book, those of you that are in the program. Now, some of, some of you told me you've already thrown it out a window because <laughs> you were in such resistance you didn't want any other part of it. The fact that you're in resistance is a good sign. Do you understand that? Because it, it resists everything unlike itself. So resistance is your clue you're on track. Resistance is your clue. Stay the course. Stay the course. Because if you follow the resistance, then you're stuck in that. You're stuck repeating what you've always done. We're stuck in the patterns of that versus having resistance and resistance not having me. So then you use resistance as a clue. Hey, I'm in resistance to this book. Let me start over. <laughs> this is a good sign. Hey, let me reread that chapter. Hey, let me look at those discussion questions. And if you're not in the small groups, get the book. Like you, it's, 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 it's for you. You don't have to be in a group to do it. If you're in the group, carry on. Godspeed with it. And learn from it. Like we're blessed to learn from so many things in so many ways. The first, this, this first one is scripture, which struck me, that was pulled out for this particular study. Above all, maintain constant love for one another. Hopeless. <laughs> now, if the scripture says this, and it's hopeless, where does it leave us? So who here can maintain love for everybody all the time? Yep, join the rest of us human beings. So it is absolutely not a thing to love someone all the time, but a direction to go in. A direction for life, not a destination, not a tick box exercise. Then we can show up as that. So they can say, hey, are you 100% loving? It's like, no. This is why they won't let me do wedding vows anymore. <laughs> Because I have them to tell the truth. Hey, do you vow to love her occasionally? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> do you understand he won't love you when he doesn't get his way? This is important. <laughs> Reality. Then we don't enter relationships when some fantasy land. 
some fantasy land that we're always going to love 100%. It's hopeless. But I'm going in that direction. That's what I vow to you. To go in that direction. And to learn as I go. And then, for love covers a multitude of sins. So think about, you know, sin being where we are out of integrity with ourselves. Sin is where we take a turn that our integrity guided us not to. So it's like we've got an internal GPS system, a God position system that is internal. And this will lead us down many, many paths. And this is saying, turn back. Turn back. Wrong turn. Take a legal U-turn. <laughs> Recalibrate. Recalculate. So what if I came back to myself, then back in the direction of what would love do here, then I'm back in the direction that I'm committed to, more in integrity with myself, certainly more surrendered. Be hospitable to one another, even the knuckleheads. Oh, not them. Like, you didn't have my family. It's like, no, we have the same family. The same thing that irritates you about yours irritates us about ours. Because it's all in the BS, the belief systems. <laughs> so it's the belief systems we're working with here. It's the belief systems that can be taken down. And don't believe me, for until you have experienced this for yourself, it's just crazy creek woman, blah, blah, blah. But when you experience this for yourself, then it's not just a theory of surrender anymore but an experience of that. Without complaining, just a little, don't take my complaining from me. Here lies Martha, she had complaints. Or here lies Martha, she had contributions. Here lies Martha, she had dramas. Or here lies Martha, she had dreams. Here lies Martha, she had issues. Or here lies Martha, she had innovation. She had ideas. Then like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, which is your mission and your vision as a spiritual center and as individuals in that spiritual center to demonstrate this manifold reality of God, this presence of God in manifestation out. So then, like good stewards of that grace, we serve one another. And we serve mindfully. We serve on purpose. And we serve calling forth and using the gifts that we have been assigned not Scott's gifts, not Kevin's gifts, not Sue's gifts. They're, those are their gifts, my gifts. I got five or six, you got five or six. You don't have mine. I don't have yours. So you uniquely can serve God's manifest grace 
with the gifts you have been assigned. Or you can be irritated and frustrated that you didn't get theirs all the way to our graves and call it a life. Irritated and frustrated. Then as we serve one another, we serve out of the fullness of what we have received. The same way we give. When your consciousness shifts out of a giving to get and a giving because I am so full, I have to, I am so grateful, I have to, then we shift out of a stewardship, I mean out of a mentality, out of a consciousness of receivership to a consciousness of stewardship, of being in service. Next slide. From Charles Cora Fillmore. Much is heard about giving ourselves to service to the world, but how important is the self that we are offering? If we have found our real self, this is the self that's beyond a personality. You know what I'm talking about. You're good at this. When you give from a wholeheartedness versus a giving to get noticed or to seek their approval or to seek their appreciation, looking for acknowledgement. The difference in that. If we have found our real self, the offer will be worthwhile. The offering will be worthwhile. But if we are offering personality alone, we will never set the world afire. Duds. Talk. Theory. Or wholehearted living out the Christ within you. Wholehearted living out the Christ within me. The next slide from Eckhart Tolle. Being spiritual has nothing to do with what you believe. Turn to someone and say that to them. Being spiritual has nothing to do with what you believe. Being spiritual has everything to do with your state of consciousness. Now tell them that. Everything to do with your state of consciousness. Now see if you can take this in for yourself. Being spiritual has nothing to do with what I believe. In spirit, in the absolute spirit, we are perfect and whole and complete. We will return to where we never left. On time. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, our human beingness, our human beingness, is what the work is about. How to be a human being just a hair easier, just a hair happier, or a hair more in joy than I've been able to be up until now. That's what the work is about. 
and our healing comes. The work is a way um, to see that it's not one or the other, but one and the other. Not one or the other, but one and the other. So some will love me and some won't. Some will like me and some, some will invite me and some, this is my greatest spiritual lesson of all time, S-W-S-W-S-W. Some will, some won't, so what? <laughs> so what am I going to do now? So what am I going to be here? So what am I going to re respond to? So what am I going to react to? Some will, some won't. So what am I going to call this? So what am I going to experience in the some will and the some won't? Herein lies all the power in the universe. Right here. How am I going to be with this? And then our healing, if you can go to the next slide. And I'd love instead of you read this, if you would just close your eyes and see if you can take this in. And then after the nature of surrender, our practices of surrender and our commitment today to experience surrender in a deeper way than ever before. Things fall apart and things falling apart is a kind of testing. Things falling apart is also a kind of healing. We think, erroneously think, that the point is to pass a test, pass the test, or to overcome a problem. The truth is that things don't ever, 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 ever really get solved. They're organic, impulsed. Things come together and they fall apart. Then they come together again and they fall apart again. This is the way of it. It's just like that. Our healing, the healing, your healing, my healing, the healing comes from letting there be room for this. For letting there be room for all of this. The healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. Room for grief. Room for relief. Room for misery. Room for joy. Room for both and. So before you leave today, See who you could offer grace to. Where's one area in your life, right here and right now, a person, a situation that you could extend grace to right now? Right now, where you're seated. Who could you offer grace to for your own sake? To get you off the hook of that.
where's one place you could extend grace to yourself. That you can surrender to the way of it without having to like it or love it. What's one thing in your own experience that you could offer grace to as surrender to bring some ease to your own life? Today's the day. Today's the day to enlighten ourselves to what hurts and to what hurts less. What's painful and what would bring me greater ease. And choose again. God bless you as you live this out, as you experience this and take this beyond the series. And if there's a way that I can support you in your spiritual journey, get in touch with me. And if you've suffered plenty and just enough, stay for the workshop. If you've not suffered enough, don't stay. And thank you for the service you provide in all the ways that you serve, and God speed to you as you expand that and lift it up. That we create, we create on purpose what we sing and pray about. And we do so with intention and purpose. I'm with you.